What are we really communicating to men? Answers to preparing for marriage and more. So we can get the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us all, ladies, directly from a male's perspective. So go, register at melissamagazine.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E.com. Registration is only $25. Hope to see you there. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. As a small business owner, can you say you've done all you can do to protect your customers' data? Small business does not mean small data. If large companies can be hacked, small businesses are especially vulnerable. Blind luck is no substitute for proper cybersecurity. Let the professionals at Archangel Network Security protect your network and bring you into compliance with complex government regulations. Go to archangelnetsecurity.com today. Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. Dr. Juanita Thomas has been preaching the gospel for 10 years. During this time, she has obtained four academic professional degrees from Liberty University, Mid-America Christian University, and FI Christian University. She has also obtained three diplomas from Light Light University in Women's Studies, Life Coaching, and Marriage Coaching. She is the president and visionary for Juanita Thomas Ministries and Forward Moving Life Coaching. She's the host of Life Coaching Through the Bible, a weekly radio program aired on KKVV 106-1060. Get my words together, KKVV 1060 AM. Dr. Thomas lives by the scripture, Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is evident in this woman of God's relentless effort to learn, grow, and dispense the word of God to the people of God through the power of God. At this time, I'd like to welcome Dr. Thomas to This Needs to Be Said. How are you? Great, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. You and I are getting together today to talk about the importance of life coaching, and it can be from the biblical perspective or it can be mainstream, but today we're speaking from the biblical perspective, and you have a lot of grounding in the Christian community and in your back, in your, your background as far as your walk. Um, with God yeah. and with Christ, so mm-hmm. I want to I want to come from that perspective today. Uh, I know that people can benefit from it in all walks of their lives, but that's the direction I want to take this conversation today. If that's all right yeah. with you, and I want to sure. begin. Uh, we did a little bit of your bio, but I want to I want to just talk to you um, casually. I want to know a little bit about you. Who are you? You know, at home and with your family and with your friends, because we got the professional stuff all out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I would say that I'm a you know, first and foremost a believer. 
um, in our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and I, you know, started this walk, this Christian walk, this faith walk, um, years ago, you know, so this, you know, I'm not new to the game, that's for sure. In fact, I was telling someone, um, recently, I don't, I don't recall not being saved. You know, I, I just mm. don't recall when I was not a believer and a firm believer, you know, I was five years old, you know, talking to my mom and telling, you know, telling my mom that, you know, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. You don't, you know, and she would say, you're five, you know, and uh, I just have always been who I am. And that doesn't mean I didn't have those, you know, those those ups and downs and, you know, and trials and tribulations, but I've just always held, you know, to my faith in the midst of all kinds of obstacles and all kinds of issues, you know, from uh, being um, molested as a child, from domestic violence, mm-hmm. from, um, you know, being a single parent. Um, just all kinds of issues um, that has, has come up in my life. But through it all, mm-hmm. the one steady eddy for me has been Christ. And, um, you know, everything I am, you know, I owe it, owe it to Christ. And I don't I don't mean to say that in a way that, you know, just, it just sounds as if, you know, I'm just kind of putting something out there. But in all honesty, you know, with everything in me, um, I am a believer. And, um, and that's who I am, you know with the children, with, you oh. know, in, in, in my own life, in my church life, that's who I am. And I was, I was looking at one of my friends, one of my, well, they're not an old, they're an old friend, but we're still, you know, currently um, speaking. <laughs> uh, I was yeah, looking yeah. at some of their posts today. I was trying to explain that, like, I mean, we go way back, me and this person. So I was looking mm-hmm. at some of their posts mm-hmm. on social media. And what I realized is that some things just work better for some people. Because when you talk mm-hmm. about being molested and being a single mother, some people may quickly say, well, you know, maybe, you know, Christ didn't really work or God didn't really work, but that's not the thing. There are some mm-hmm. things that you you know, like when you said that steady Eddie, that, that thing that's consistent in my life, I can go back to that. That works for me. That resets me. And I think people yeah. really need to, you know, look at that. And I, this show is not, you know, Christian-based, so to speak, but when people mm-hmm. are uh, attached to their religion or their religious practice and that works for them, I celebrate that with them. And so yeah, regardless of what has happened in your life from what you said, you have this this thing, this vehicle in your life that gets you back on track. And it's a yes. forgiving platform. And I want people to get yeah. that from it. Now, um, I don't know you personally. I want to put that out there. I've never met you um, past the paper but what I want to um, really drive home, because I want people to know that because they know that by the time the show's over, we'll be buddies, but they'll think I knew you before. <laughs> I want to make yeah. sure that they understand we do not know each other. I'm going by, you know, your story here and what you're sharing with me, and this mm-hmm. is anybody's story. What you're about to share is anybody's story. As we get into life coaching, this is anybody's story, anybody's opportunity. And so with you recognizing what your platform is and you got these different degrees. You're very well educated. You have a solid background. What made you decide that life coaching, because to me, I think that's a very big burden to take on, but that's me. It wasn't my calling. So for you yeah. to take on life coaching, I want to understand what made you do that. Yeah, um, good question. You know, years ago um, when I was going through the divorce and things like that, I, I remember just being so, you know, and feeling so down. And and even though I knew that the Lord was going to bring me out and that the Lord was going to strengthen me 
Um, I knew the scripture, you know, that talks about, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, you know, plans to, to, to help you, not to harm you, not to hinder you out of Jeremiah 29 and 11. All these things I knew, right? I, I, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm, I'm walking this, this walk. But there was a time when I was just down and depressed many times, right? I mean, it doesn't happen one time in your life. It happens multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, you know, I'm going to have to do what I need to do. I have to raise these kids. At that time, I was, you know, just in my 20s. I had uh, three children all under the age of of six, between two and six years old. Um, I really, really honestly did not know what I was going to do. I had just started a new job, and I was just very, very scared. And um, I I remember getting through that and going, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm not crying anymore. I'm not, you know, depressed and can't eat and all these things. And so I remember just thanking God for that. And then here comes another storm. And this next storm was I realized that two out of the three children had learning disabilities. Um, One was a significant learning disability. And uh, I remember going, I can't deal with this. You know, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. having a hard enough time when they just were kind of going to school. And now I Mm -hmm. have this, this, this burden of dealing with these children, and they have learning disabilities. And, and again, the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, navigated us through that situation. And um, from there, I began to say, what is the reason for all of these obstacles that I'm encountering? How can I help someone else that they don't have to go through so much pain like I did and get them through it with a little more ease? How can I navigate someone else from the pain to their purpose? And um, I remember Mm -hmm. specifically speaking with my pastor about it. And he said, you know, you're great at encouraging people. You should look into life coaching. And, of course, I looked it up and and decided, you know what, I I could actually turn my pain into purpose. I can now take that pain that I've experienced through the divorce and pain of, you know, finding children, you know, finding out that my children had these learning disabilities and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the pain that comes with that and all the spiritual ups and downs and uh, all the career, different career choices that I've made. And how can I help now someone else? How can I help someone in, in, in a marriage situation? I'm not married, but the Apostle Paul wasn't married either, but he still gave advice to married people. So how can I help? How can I help? And that's that's what birthed me mm-hmm. into life coaching. Wow. Again, <laughs> I love it when I, I have I, like we we don't know each other. I love it because it makes it makes the yeah. questions that I'm going to ask that much more um, poignant. My big word for the day when I'm done. <laughs> you have this forgiving platform, and we think about our religion, and we think about I celebrate you know the Christ Christ's life and what He's given for me and. There's going to be no hiccups in the road. And for the person that this is for today, there are going to be hiccups, and they're going to be twists, and there's going to be turns, and it's not going to be just this straight road because you remember mm-hmm. to pray and you remember the rituals and you remember to do everything right, and mm-hmm. you're always a good girl or a good boy. That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. That's not how this works. What yeah. you get is that I now have – it's like, like base, you know, safe base. I, I can return to this. and Yeah. Just thinking about what you're, you've gone through, what you've grown through, let me say it that way, um, mm-hmm. you saw an opportunity to help someone else. And a lot of times when you've been depressed more than once, like you say, because it happens more than once, and it happens yeah. sometimes for a really long time, like this big, mm-hmm. thick fog and, you know, trying to explain to someone and you just don't get it. So you need something that's going to keep you. Um, yeah. You, you, you decided that 
something within you, I won't say we humans sat on our own, but something within you called out and said, you can use this for something else. And you, yeah. you sought counseling and you got the direction, do life coaching. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. great because human nature is, you know, once I get through this, I'm never going to let myself go through this again. And nowhere yeah. in what I just said reaches out to someone else to help them. Right. And we might help our right. friends, you know, right. in all my selfishness. I might help my friends. But reaching out to someone I don't know, you know, girl, just get over it. Man, just get over yeah. it. It's, it's okay, you know. Yeah. So talk to me about your approach to life coaching because I've heard a lot of people, you know, you just pray, put it on God, you know, let the Lord see you through it. And for me, when I was a new Christian, I had no idea mm-hmm. what that meant. I didn't oh, know. Yeah. And, and <laughs> one of the things that baffled me, you know, God came to church and he showed up, and every time I went, I never saw the man. So they made me think there was a person that was showing up. So a lot of times it's confusing is what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. with your approach to life coaching and with what you've grown through, and, of course, we don't go through every single thing that we get the opportunity to teach other people about, what is your approach uh, to help other people grow through their situations? Yeah, um, what, I, what I typically do is I, I use the acronym KISS, Keep It Simple Saints. And what I do is I don't try to give people a bunch of mystical sayings. You know, I don't try to get them to get happy in my office. You know, I don't try mm-hmm. to get them, you know, let me lay hands on you and, and then you fall on the ground. Because I'm, I'm not looking to uh-huh. do those things. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I think there's a place for those things. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. getting happy in the Lord is, 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 is wonderful when the Lord's brought you through and, and all of that. And rejoicing in the Lord, all that is absolutely fine. But my goal as a life coach is not to make you happy, especially as a Christian life coach. It's not to make you um, uh, have a spiritual fix in my office. Okay, I gave you your spiritual fix. Mm-hmm. Now you're good to go. See you next week. Um, my goal is mm-hmm. always to keep it simple. So what can, what advice can I give you? And I wouldn't even say advice. I would say what um, can I help you with that's going to be practical and sustainable? So what can we do? So let's say if you're having trouble with your husband, and then we sit there and we talk and we, we come to the conclusion that it's a little bit of you and it's a little bit of him, then I would say to you, you can't fix him, but you can fix you. So how do we fix mm-hmm. you? So let's start with number one, and then I would I would catalog what number one means, and and I would say now if you fix number one, then um, you know you're gonna have a better relationship. So here's what I want you to do. This is your homework for the day, and then I would assign them homework, and then they would come back into my office a week later, two weeks later, depending on you know their time, and I would say how did you do mm-hmm. with your homework? Well, I did it, and uh, you know what? It it actually worked, or I did it, but he still rejected it. Okay, well, let's go back to the drawing board. So really all I'm doing is I'm just kind of pushing people, encouraging them, um, strengthening them, um, allowing them to get what's on the inside out. And that is therapy in itself. It's a different type of therapy, right? Because we're not looking, therapy is looking backwards, right? We're looking at what got you here. Uh Life coaching is Uh now that you're here, how do we get you out of it? Um, and mm-hmm. so what I do is just say, how, how do we, how do we move you forward? If you want to have a better relationship with your husband, but every time he says something, you cut him off, um, you're not going to have a good relationship. I'm extremely real. And I tell my, my new patients, new clients when they're coming in, if you can't deal with real, you can't deal with me because I'm, I'm going to call mm-hmm. it what it is. That's just what I'm going to do. So if, mm-hmm. if you, um, are, are cussing your husband out. Um, and you don't want me to call you on it, then you need to go find someone else that will won't, won't do that. I call it out. I mm-hmm. call it for what it is. I do it in love, 
you know, and all, all we do is you do it in love. I do it in love, and I do it in concern. You say you come to me, you want a better, better marriage. Then you can't keep cutting your husband off. You can't keep chopping him down. You cannot keep cussing at him. So what, what words can we use as opposed to cursing? You know, so let's establish those words. And we will sit there in my office and we will write down words. Okay, tell me the last horrible thing you said to him. Well, I said this, this, and this, and bleep, 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 bleep. Okay, so tell me what else you could say. How could you still get your point across? Um, explain to him you're angry. Explain to him you're frustrated. How do you do that but to not do the curse words? Because the curse words is mm-hmm. making him shut you down. And if he continues to shut him, shut you down, and if you continue to uh, curse him out at every chance you get or, or demean him every chance you get, you guys within the next year to 18 months will be in a divorce court. Now, is that what you want? Uh, no, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we need to figure out a plan to get you out of it. And we will sit down. We write a plan. We do homework. They need to come back with that homework. If they don't, I, I tell them, do you want to grow? You know, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in taking your money. I want to know if you want to grow. If you want to grow, we can continue to work together. If you don't, then it's just best to go give your money to someone else. Um, and, and, I, and I mean that because I'm, I don't have time to waste. I'm a very busy person, and I want to help you. But if you don't want to help yourself, mm-hmm. then we, we, we're, we're not going to be a good match. We're not going to be a good fit. Um, so those are the things I do. Mm-hmm. I, I make practical, keep it simple, saying uh, practical ways sustainable ways that people can um, take the, the um, information that I'm dispensing, apply it to their life in a real way, and then I encourage Let's do this. Let's take a short break, and we're going to come back, and I have a few questions for you. One of them will be, do you take insurance? <laughs> we'll be right back. In yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ever worried about whether you eat too much? Introducing Portion Perfection, the first truly visual approach to eating for weight control. It's all about making it easier to not only change what you eat, but also how much you eat. You don't have to read, remember, and follow a lot of written instructions. The pictures improve your judgment and guide you. Plus, you have the actual plates and bowls to ensure you get it right. Get yours now at portiondiet.com. Radioactive913.tumblr.com. One small radio station, one huge fan club. Listen live to a great variety of eclectic music with no commercials. Radioactive913.tumblr.com. Spiritualbridge.org provides spiritual encouragement, motivational spiritual quotes, and content on Christian topics, and it's all free. In order to keep our blog free to you, we rely on your help. It's simple. All you do is click on our banners and visit our shop with our advertisers. It's a win-win. You get some great deals and exclusive sale prices from well-known stores, and we get reimbursed for the traffic we send to our affiliate stores. So begin shopping, saving, and being filled with spiritual encouragement and motivation today. Go to spiritualbridge.org. How would you like to be a part of an online local business directory? At searchforithere.com, we help you get the exposure you're looking for. With all of our packages under $20, we offer affordable banner ads and superior tools so you can perfectly promote your site. You can also submit your articles and even promote your newsletter. Start magnifying the presence of your business. Go to searchforithere.com.
an author like none other who writes books that stand out for their ability to be real, writing from the heart. T.M. Brown pours her soul into her projects, and the evidence is abundant. Whether you're reading her first book, A Life Not My Own, or one of her more recent works, such as Tethered Angel or Struggles of the Woman Folk, internationally renowned author T.M. Brown invites you to find out more by searching T.M. Brown on Amazon or by visiting authortmbrown.com, an inspirational and authentic voice, authortmbrown.com.
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We're talking with Dr. Juanita Thomas, and she's the owner, I want to say author, maybe she's going to write a book, the owner of ForwardMovingLifeCoaching.org, so definitely go out and check out her website and her social media pages. Are you working on the book? (laughs) Actually, I am working on the book. It's funny that you, yeah, it's it's funny you bring that up. I am working on the book right now. Um, the book is I Love You But I Don't Like You, and it's a guide for Ooh. parents with teens. Oh. So, yeah, we're working okay. on that. We're working I was thinking on relationships. It definitely could be that, too. But this one is specifically for the parents who are dealing with teens. And let's just uh-huh. say, you know, staying true to my life coaching background, it's coming from the backdrop uh-huh. of my own life. So uh, stay All true right. to that. All right. Yeah. Now, I asked before the break, do you take insurance? <laughs> I was serious. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't take insurance, um, and it's a really – it's a couple of reasons why, and I won't get into those reasons, but I make my my um, fee so affordable that um, I, I really don't see the need for it. So, for example, my mm-hmm. fee is $50 an hour, which is super inexpensive for a uh, life coach. I mean, life coaching could be mm-hmm. up to – 100 to 115 I've seen as high as 150 bucks an hour um, and they don't need mm-hmm. insurance so I made mine very affordable because typically people's um, co-pays for specialists is about 40 bucks and so I you know I tried okay. to make that price around the same so people would feel that they can get the help that they need um, mm-hmm. and not necessarily have to be financially burdened to the point that they, they couldn't afford it and um, what I've done is I've set myself up in a pretty good spot that I, you know, life coaching is one part of what I do. So to generate, you know, income, I did not rely solely on life coaching. And so it allowed me to keep my, my uh, fees pretty low. All right. Make sure I'm giving that mm-hmm. website correctly so that people can get out to um, check you out. Yeah, it's forwardmovinglifecoaching.org, uh, and just spell it. It's all spelled okay. out. Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, now, you talked about uh, goals. Uh, in relationships, what other things do people use a life coach for? Because when we think of services, a lot of times people think, okay, well, it's not the light bill, it's not our mortgage or rent or car payment, so when will I need this, why will I need this, what would make me, you know, go ahead and, and who? Let me, let me make a better question, who's your ideal client? Who's the person that feels like this is like the light bill, I've got to go and have my sessions? I think it's someone that's extremely motivated who is not going to allow anything to stop them from from progress. Um, And and those people are tough to find, believe it or not, Um, because typically what happens is people will come in and they're, you know, just need help. And uh, you begin to have sessions with them. And as soon as they see the light of day, they're out of the, the session. And they're out of the sessions mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, you know, this I can take that 50 bucks and we can go out to dinner and we can do this and we can mm-hmm. do that. Um, in essence, what they do is what I call they're putting a Band-Aid over something that needs stitches. And typically mm-hmm. they're back in my office within a couple of months because, you know, eventually, you know, they need that help again because they never really fixed it to begin with. And so the mm-hmm. person who's motivated and, to you know, motivated to not just start it but to finish it. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. All right. And that that would be um a key uh, component of goal setting and self-improvement. You talked about um if a person is having an issue with their spouse and we can't fix the other person, we can fix ourselves and so you begin to give yeah. homework assignments for that. Give me and I love stories. Give me a time 
when you've worked with someone that may have not been a relationship issue, that may not be what some, you know, somebody who's tuning in today is um, concerned about. Maybe they have a goal of um, buying a home or um, getting the nerve up to leave, live in another city, or just something mm-hmm. other than romance. Give me something. Yeah. Well, I had a lady that came in, and uh, she was really looking for career advice. A young lady, um, you know, was not in a position to go back to school, uh, did did think about going back to school and, and possibly had that as a future goal for herself, but at that moment just was not um, really ready to make that type of commitment, but wanted to move mm-hmm. forward with her present company and wanted to get promoted within her present company. And so we, we began to talk about what can she highlight uh, that she's done that um, would impress the people that will do those interviews, her bosses, uh, for example. So, you know, we, we can focus on what you don't have. So you don't have a degree, you don't have management experience, but what do you have? Mm-hmm. What do you bring to the table? Because what you bring mm-hmm. to the table could determine if they want to promote you, and it's just how you put the, the twist on it. And so we actually went through mock interviews because of my background. I have a background in training. I have a background in leadership um, mm-hmm. So as well. Mm-hmm. So um, here's here's uh, here's what you're saying. You know, is what I said to my client. Here's what you're saying, but here's a better way to say it. Because when you say it this way, you're bringing some power to it. And by bringing some power okay. to it, the people that are doing that interview are gonna. It, they may say, yeah, she doesn't have her bachelor's or she doesn't have her AA. However, man, look at what she's bringing to the table. This is something that mm-hmm. we wouldn't necessarily find from someone in a bachelor's program. So, for example, her company um, were known to promote from within, and they promoted from within because this business that they ran um, was extremely technical. And so you really have to know the business to do the work. So since you've been mm-hmm. with this company five years, you bring something to the table that a person that's coming off the street uh, with a bachelor's degree does not offer. And so you need to highlight that as you're doing these interviews because they need to understand that you're going to come in with an experience that someone with an education would not have. Therefore, their training is going to take a lot more time, and they won't be able to you know, get, get in and, and, and start running. I can, and you need to highlight the things that are that that you have that are, are good and beneficial, and don't worry about the things that you don't have. You may need to work on those things. Mm-hmm. But that's the sidebar conversation, and that's how we that's how we moved uh, moved her forward, and we began to again mm-hmm. have these interviews and and do these things, and then before you know it, she felt more comfortable, and when that opportunity came up, she applied for the job, and she did not get the job, but what they did do is they offered her a position a little lower than what she applied for, but better than she mm-hmm. currently uh, was, was occupying at that time. Nice. So little steps, little nice. movements. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Because a lot of times we do credit, we, we do um, cut ourselves out um, before we get started. Yeah, we, have all, we know all the reasons why not. So I, I like that um, you yeah. said, okay, well, this is what you have. This is how you put your best foot forward. Now, what is yeah. something that someone's come to you about for self-improvement? That's a tough one, I think. I'm sorry, my background. Say, I'm sorry, say it one more time. I was saying, what has someone come to you about for self-improvement? I think that's a really tough one to come to someone about and say, hey, I, I noticed that this is what's wrong with me before they learn a better mm-hmm. word. I think, I, you know, so what, yeah. what's something someone's come to you about for self-improvement to get help with? Yeah, so I've had um, women that come to me who want to self-improve themselves in terms of, you know, how they look. <laughs> Believe it or not. Mm. And now why they would want to mm-hmm. come to me about how they look, I don't know. But it really boiled down to it wasn't about how they looked. It was really how they saw themselves. 
and um, they didn't, when they called me, they didn't say, hey, I want to come to you about how I look. Uh, they came to me saying, I want to improve myself. And then when we really mm-hmm. dived into it, they really looked at themselves as um, not pretty. They looked at themselves as frumpy. Wow. Um, and this is how they looked at themselves, not how I looked at themselves. Mm-hmm. I looked at them. And then what I did was I began to show them that they're more than a body. They're more than a face. You know, and what are you, what are you bringing to the table that's beyond the outside? Because here's the, th- here's the thing, 30 years from now, or 40 years from now, or 50 years from now, and everybody's looks begin to fade, what do you have left? And if all you have is looks, mm-hmm. you're going to be very disappointed when you get to be 60 years old. And so mm-hmm. we begin to, uh, I begin to rebuild her and to re, um, I guess, restructure how she saw herself. So you don't have a boyfriend, and you think you don't have a boyfriend because you're a certain size. And I say maybe uh, you don't have a boyfriend because it's not God's timing for you to have a boyfriend. Um, maybe you don't have a boyfriend because it's the vibe you give off. Again, I, I keep it real. And if you're giving this vibe mm-hmm. off that you're worthless, then how do you think everybody else is going to see you? And so I really right. begin to, to get her to see that she's more than the external and that she had something to offer that was internal. And she needs to not discount that internal beauty that's within. And someone says, yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, people look at the outside. Yeah, a lot of people look at the outside, but people also look in the inside. And anybody that's looking just on the outside and not looking on the inside, unfortunately, they're not worthy of you anyway. Mm-hmm. And we begin to, mm-hmm. I, I begin to rebuild her by having her start to look at the things that really mattered. And you know what? She had a ton of things to offer this world, a ton of things to offer her family, a ton of things to offer her job, a ton of things to offer her um, her church, um, and it had nothing to do with how she looked on the outside. You know what I believe may have been the most powerful thing you did for that lady, just in um, hearing it, is for one woman to be able to speak positively into another woman's life, not wanting to take anything from them, but just the investment. that I I, I felt that in what you were saying just now, and it's just encouraging because there are some times that when it's somebody I don't know, don't know, Mm -hmm. and they come by and they give me permission to actually, you know, be my best self, it's better than the people who know me, and the reason I say that is because the people who know me mean well, and we go in and out of, sometimes they say good stuff, sometimes they don't, and sometimes I say good stuff Mm -hmm. to them, but for someone to come that has no motive, no benefit uh, from, you know, telling me something good, it's it's very empowering, and I could see that that person has probably really flourished, and they have a better view of themselves because of that, because they didn't know to look at themselves that way, and you gave her permission to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to encourage each other. And I think we have to practice encouraging people. Mm -hmm. One of the things I tell my uh, daughter who's 15, you know, she's on her, you know, Instagram and she's picking, you know, some celebrity apart, you know, look at her and her legs are too long or her legs are too skinny or her legs are too fat. Mm -hmm. And I I would say to her, um, you know, and I constantly remind her, well, what good does she, what good does she have? You know, so her legs Mm -hmm. are too fat according to you. Tell me something good about her. You know, and I teach her, mm-hmm. tell me something good. You've said a lot of negative about her, and it's easy to pick the negative out in people. What about the positive? Tell me what 
she has or what she does or how she looks, something positive. And I will make her tell me that. And, and I said, and I would say to her, so stop looking at the negative and start looking at some of the positive. Because if you condition your mind to look at the positive as opposed to the negative, you're going to be a happier person and you're going to make the people around you happier as well. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Wow. And and I like that. I like that because middle school, high school is such a challenging time for our kids, and oh, yes. it can be Absolutely. so cruel to each other. So that is such a great investment because what yeah. happens is your daughter and those her age right now that are getting the experience of what you're teaching her will not grow up to be 20, 30, 40 years old and older and for the first time hearing another woman tell them that they're beautiful and not question, what, why is she telling me that? Because for me as an adult, yeah. mm-hmm. right, for me when I, mm-hmm. and, there was, and I have to um, tell on Tani, um, she, was, she did credit for our show for a little while, talked about credit, and she used to always say, hello, beautiful. And I was like, okay, that is weird. And I told her finally, <laughs> so that was weird. It took me a while. It took about a year for me to get used to hearing a woman say that to another woman and then me being that woman to hear that. You could think, oh, those are cute shoes or that's a nice jacket. Yeah. But for a woman to directly say to you, hello, beautiful, and you're thinking, okay, what, what's, what's your deal? Or is this person being phony? You know, so right. it took a year for her to really, and as an adult, so you're really planting yep. some good seeds in your daughter so she doesn't become an old woman <laughs> hearing yes, that for absolutely. the first time and saying it absolutely. for the first time. Yep, absolutely. Now, you are in California, and we are about to wrap up here. Do all of your appointments have to happen physically in your office? If not, how do people begin to work with you? Um, I'm in Nevada, um, actually. Close to California, but okay. I'm in Nevada, and yeah, we I actually uh, coach folks all over the country. And uh, what they do, if you're interested in getting uh, coaching from me, then you can go to my website, forwardmovinglifecoaching.org, and you can click contact, and you can fill out that form. It's just asking you basic information, and then uh, it'll it'll come to my inbox, and then I will contact you, and we can set up something. I usually do um, coaching over uh, a system called Uvu. And you would just set up an account. It's a free uh, website. And then, we, you know, we're face-to-face. We're just on the Internet. And uh, we, we talk and we get through your issues and we begin to set up, you know, a, a strategic plan, um, a sustainable plan. It's super important to have a sustainable plan, not just a plan, but a sustainable plan. And week by week mm-hmm. we talk, we meet, and we, and we get you to where you want to be. You know, the, the thing that we say at, um, at my practice is we take you from where you are to where you want to be. So not where you are, where do you want to be? And that's what we start to work toward. All right. Sounds good. I've really enjoyed this time with you and really yeah, getting to know too. you and share you with the This Needs to Be Said audience. Much success. And as you have new things developed like that book, you um, let me know so you can come on back and we can talk about it. And hopefully there will be a um, <laughs> I Love You But I Don't Like You romance um, book, too. I'm putting that out there. <laughs> hey, you know what? That, that may be section two. You never know. You never know where God's going to take this. So we, more to, I don't. More to and, I'm, I'm putting, <laughs> and I'm petitioning. <laughs> I'm petitioning. So. You're dropping much something in my testing. spirit. I, I accept that. I'm trying. Thank you so much. I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Have thank a you so wonderful much. day. And thank you for being a part of this need to be said. Thank you.
If you have not headed over to thisneedstobesaid.com and downloaded our phone app, our free phone app, joined our text club, or contributed to our television campaign, head on over there because you see there's a lot to do when you get over there. And every dollar counts. So if you have not contributed, Head on over to thisneedstobesaid.com and contribute to the This Needs to Be Said TV campaign. Give $1. And listen, if you want to give more, come back and give more. But right now, all I want you to do is begin the process. Then join the text club so that you can stay updated with what's happening with the television show, um, the studio audience, everything that we're doing, topics that we're talking about. Um, bringing to the television version of the show. You don't want to miss any of that stuff, okay? This needs to be said.com. Head on over there. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. Ashton Carter has been confirmed as Defense Secretary, replacing Chuck Hagel. Now, see, now, why jump into another gig so soon? I mean, I'd be living off the millions from two and a half men, but, you know, that's just me. President Obama is taking VA Director Robert McDonald at his word that he made an on-the-fly mistake when he said he served in the Army Special Forces. McDonald did not serve in the Special Forces. He is, however, a West Point graduate who was an Army paratrooper. You know what? I think he should also do some damage control by agreeing to an interview with a trusted journalist, like, say, Brian Williams. A theater in Colorado was supposed to show SpongeBob to a theater full of kids, but accidentally showed Fifty Shades of Grey. Oops. On the reverse, though, theatergoers expecting to see Fifty Shades of Grey ended up getting SpongeBob instead and actually saw a movie with a better script and dialogue. A new law is going to go into effect in England this coming fall, making it illegal to smoke in a car where there are children. Research has shown that the secondhand smoke blocks kids from truly enjoying that healthy sandwich from McDonald's. Matt Megatoad Stoney, one of Major League Eating's top two eaters in the world, has set the bacon eating record by downing 182 slices of bacon in five minutes. Stoney estimates that he ate more than six pounds of cooked bacon, which had more than 28,000 milligrams of sodium. He accomplished this feat at an eating competition in Daytona, Florida, and died of a heart attack eight seconds after being declared the winner. I'm sure. Star Trek's Leonard Nimoy has reportedly been hospitalized following complaints of severe chest pains. Nimoy's hospital stay follows the actor's recent admission of having chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. Nimoy says the disease most likely resulted following his years of smoking. Plus, that whole thing with Khan setting off the Genesis torpedo and Spock having to go into the reactor core, I'm sure none of that helped. Vice Media CEO Shane Smith reportedly spent $300,000 recently on one meal. The meal took place in Las Vegas at the Bellagio Casino's Prime Steakhouse during the Consumer Electronics Show in January. Dude, you are in Vegas. You had almost free all-you-can-eat buffets like every 20 yards. That's your daily dose of weird news. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news anytime, anywhere at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. While you're there, you can download the free Daily Dose of Weird News app for Apple or Android. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, visit me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and more. Check it out at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time 
to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you, it may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs, but they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. Question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is 
going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on each. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Hey, TNTBS family. This is Rhonda Nails, a.k.a. The success instigator. Now listen, I know that has been a while, but I promise, I promise, promise, promise that I have a good reason for being MIA for as long as I was MIA. I want to be completely candid and honest today. And really about why I've been and where I've been and what I've been working on lately. And I, and I want you to also know that some of you guys may be offended. And if that's the case, this message is really not for you. The program, the show that we have today is really not for you. So, listen, what I've come to realize is that we all have obstacles that take us down, right? I mean, things that just just really, really weigh us down that we really just can't sometimes fight back. And then there are some things that are just little things that that get in the way, like ordinary little distractions that prevent us from from being our best and really doing our best, being that that a one person, you know, being at our highest and best use. And and I'll be honest, that's exactly what happened to me. You see, what happened was I allowed the little distractions, the little things, the little little things, the little, well, what I like to call BS. Okay. It got in the way of me being my best and doing my best. And what I realized, what I also realized is that there were a lot of people, um, just even in my passing, that were in the same boat I was in concerning the BS. And when I say BS, I'm talking about the bullshit, just to be frank, okay? So 
I decided to do something about it because I was not the only one dealing with BS in my life. So what I, what I wanted to do was create a safe haven from the BS and call it BS in business. And you may find quotes, you may find tips, you may find encouragement um, from my nuggets that I leave on my Facebook and Twitter pages. But let me really b break down what BS in business is, okay? Now, truth is, everybody has a business, okay? And we'll use biz for short. And the simple definition, as simple as I can really, really make it, as crystal clear as I can make it, is a business is basically just running a special task or running a special activity or, or any type of activity. So whether you're employed, whether you're an entrepreneur, uh, a stay-at-home mom, you're looking for a job, wh whatever, you run something in the in your life. There's some activity, there's something that you do in your life that you run, that you manage, that you own. I'm not just talking about the brick and mortar business or if you have an online business that you profit from. I'm talking about the relationship biz. I'm talking about the money biz, the family biz, the even I can't believe this BS is happening to me right now biz. Because I know that there's been times when you felt the blunt force of some BS in biz. So what do you do about it? Well, let me tell you first of all, okay, that me, Rhonda Nails, I've been doing it all wrong, okay? <sighs> Here we go. So I've been trying to impress, name drop, you name it, I tried it. And it wasn't until that I had an almost major breakdown that I realized that most of what I, or not what I was doing, but how I was doing it was BS. Now, don't get me wrong. Most of it was sincere. It was genuine. It was, you know, very informative content that I would give to my clients. But the way in which I was presenting it was totally not me. It was not Rhonda. And that's where the BS came in. I thought that I needed to speak a certain way, look a certain way, carry myself a certain way, be on social media a certain way. You know, I thought that I needed to hang around so-called influencers. I thought that I needed fancy titles. I needed public press to make me. And the truth is, I didn't need any of that. Turns out that people, they really like the regular old funny, smart-ass, shoot-freak Rhonda. But I was too busy trying to put on a persona that it damn near killed me and destroyed my gift. So another truth is, and again, this may offend a few of you, so, so you know, maybe you might want to close your ears on this one. I just don't give a damn anymore. But let me clarify, okay? Let me clarify what I don't give a damn about. Now, you see, the real Rhonda, she loves Jesus, but she cusses a little. And it's just for emphasis, all right? It's just for emphasis. The real Rhonda shops with coupons because it's like pimping the grocery store, okay? I don't like them taking my money, so what I do is use coupons to, to, to take back my money, all right? The real Rhonda is a shoe freak. I have well over 60, 70 pairs of shoes in my closet and growing, okay? The real Rhonda, I am so fed up with the BS and biz that I see on a daily basis, and I want to do something about it. I'm talking about the BS that you get from entrepreneurs or business owners that promise to give you this, promise to provide this, promise to make you six figures with this company, to give you cheap fixes that, that are going to equate or result in um, 
a million dollar profit or a million dollar templates that all you have to do is follow ABC and you're going to be on your way. All that other BS that they feed you on the daily, I am tired of. And I want to be able to create a safe haven for those people who are tired of the BS and want a solution from the BS. So, you know, there are several topics that I could start, you know, my uh, BS and biz movement, but I'm only going to talk about one and offer my genuine solution to the BS. So we're still in the early part of 2015, right? And, you know, we still have the folks out there that want to help you take it to the next level, right? Wrong. You know, if I had a nickel, heck, if I had a penny for every time that I heard someone wanting me or wanting to help me take it to the next level that I saw on social media or heard it in a video or wherever, heck, I'd be close to millionaire status by now. The truth is, folks, only you, 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 the person that you see in the mirror on a daily you have to identify the level that they're referring to because their level is not your level. What their next level looks like to them it could be totally different from your next level. They could be two totally different levels. Now, if my next level is being able to create you know, a $10,000 a month income stream and your next level is just to have enough to pay the mortgage, then we're on two totally different levels. You know, if your level is to um, go and get, a, you know, a, buy a two-bedroom condo high-rise somewhere and someone, someone else's next level is just to move out their parents' house, two totally different levels. Listen, my vision is not your vision. My next level may not be million-dollar status. I may just want to earn $100,000 before I know what to do with the million dollars. You see, you have to know what to do with the 10000 and the 1000 and the 100000 before you can even know what to do with the million-dollar status. So everybody that's fluffing about, you know, million-dollar status and da-da-da-da-da, I want to know, do they know what to do with $1,000? Do you know what to do with $10,000? Do you know what to do with $50,000? Do you know what to do with $100,000? Because if you don't know exactly what you want to do with those, with those levels of income, then you're not going to know what to do at the million-dollar status. You will not know what to do. So what do you do? Well, my solution is that you, you really need to assess what your next level looks like, not what the CEO's next level, not what your director or whoever else is your supervisor, not what their next level is. What is your next level looking like? Write it down. Physically, what do you look like? Mentally, where are you at? Emotionally, where are you at at that next level? Okay, because, of course, we've all heard, you know, new levels bring new devils, yada, 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 yada. And that's so definitely true. If you're only making $1,000 right now and your next level is to make $2,000, do you know what to do with the additional $1,000? Are you going out and buying Prada and Gucci and Michael Kors or are you reinvesting it? What are you doing with the money? Is it to just have money to spend or is it to create a lifestyle and an income stream that is going to not only push you to the next level, but maybe help other people get to the next level. What's your intent? Are you emotionally, mentally ready to handle next level status? Now listen, I always have to take this back to home because that's really where, where, where all this started. My dad always told me that your home, when you're growing up, your home was the training ground for the real world. 
And if you cannot follow instructions at home, you will not be able to follow instructions in the real world with a real job. He'd probably be so surprised to know that I remember that, but I, he used to say that to me all the time because I was always the one trying to break the rules and do it my way. But he says, if you cannot learn how to follow instructions in my home, in my house, you are not going to be able to go out and get a job and follow instructions as someone else's job. And he was so totally 100% correct, him and my mother both, both of them. So what do you do? You have to be real with yourself and you have to prepare, you have to train, and you have to educate yourself on what your true next level is. And if you're listening to me, it's probably not that million dollar status. If you're only making $30,000, your next level may be fifty. dollars it may be seventy five. it may be $100,000. Get to that next level first, okay? And what I'm saying is it's okay to dream of that million dollar status. But I want you to have, I want to make sure that you're checking off the levels as you go, that you know what to do each, with each level as you go. If you're not making any money in business right now, your next level should not be a million dollars. And that's the truth. It may uh, be more likely to be, you know, $1,000 or $1,500 or $3,000. Start with that level before you get excited about the million. And if you still believe that the next level is that million dollars, ask yourself, what are you going to do with the million? A million is a lot after you've paid off your debt, okay, after you've bought your house, after you've bought your cars and all the other luxuries that come with having that amount of money, what is your next move? Now, this, is, this is so key. Listen to what I'm saying. Next level thinkers, they have plans, they have goals, and they have strategies that are in place so that when the million dollars hits, they are prepared and they know exactly what to do with it. Hear me again. Next level thinkers, they have plans, they have goals, and they have strategies that are in place so that when the million hits, they know and they are prepared and know what to do with it. Stop asking for the next level before you're ready. Seek, ask, and prepare for the next level. Do not be ashamed if your next level is $1,000 a month. Be proud that you're able to reach that goal, and then you set another one, okay? So, guys, you just got a dose of BS and biz. Trust me, there's more to come. I make it my biz to expose and provide a safe haven for the BS and biz. That's what I'm about right now, okay? This is Rhonda Nails, a.k.a. The Success Instigator. Listen, I want you guys to join me right here on the This Needs to Be Said radio program next time for more BS and Biz. And listen, if you have some BS that you want me to discuss on on, on, on the next show and then you want me to provide a solution for, I need you to connect with me at RhondaNails.com. Again, that's RhondaNails.com. Guys, uh, it was fun. I hope you'll come back. Again, this is Rhonda Nails, a.k.a. The Success Instigated. We will check everybody next time. Yeah. I want to thank you for listening to the heart of R&B. DJ Echo. DJ Echo. DJ Delmatic.
thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.